Hello, friends. Welcome to Level Up with Debbie Neal. I am your host. There is nowhere I would rather be than right here, right now with you. This podcast is all about leveling up in all aspects of our lives. Thank you for being here. I am so grateful. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Together, we are leveling up. You ready? This podcast is sponsored by RSE Management Consulting, Inc. Richard has been my accountant for five years and our relationship has grown into an incredible friendship. He now serves over 60 members in my business. The firm specializes in corporate tax, financial bookkeeping, and management advisory services for small and medium-sized businesses. His expertise is helping his clients manage the intricacies of tax law and teaching small and medium-sized businesses how to navigate the tough landscape of tax. If you want to hear more, you can go and listen to episode 203. I interviewed Richard on my podcast. The value that he has given to me over the last five years to me is truly priceless. He will work with you to create an action plan in order to organize your business finances, which in turn affects your personally. He will work with you to create an action plan in order to organize your business finances, which in turn affects you personally in so many amazing ways that you didn't even know. You can email him at reidelberg, R-E-I-T-E-L-B-E-R-G at R-S-E-M-G-T-C-O-N.com, or you can call him directly at his office, area code 631-623-2400. You can also visit R-S-E-M-G-T-C-O-N.com to contact and learn more, and we will upload all this information to the show notes Hello, my Level Up family. I am extra excited to be here with all of you guys today. We have an incredible guest on, and I just had the pleasure and the opportunity of just being interviewed on her podcast, and I feel so grateful that I got to go first because I really got to really experience her greatness and her energy and her knowledge, and I'm really excited that she's coming on here today to just serve you guys and for you to hear this and just be infused with so much amazing positive energy. So I am going to read off Shamina's bio and I don't want to miss a thing. And you guys know me, so I have my glasses on for this one. Okay. So Shamina Taylor is an attorney turned wealth expert and mentor. So I love talking money. So just the wealth expert should have you guys really pumped up. She is an author of the upcoming book, Unlocking the Quantum Woman. And she helps achieving women level up, which I love, in their personal lives and in their businesses by teaching them how to become the most powerful, fulfilled, wealthy, and successful version of themselves. With over 20 years of experience, Shamina is a top industry leader and has helped hundreds of women build their businesses both on and offline. Her clients are making up to $100,000 a month in recurring revenue. So I, I think that's my favorite line out of all of this, you guys, and it's all very impressive, and have crossed the million-dollar mark in their business 
businesses. Shamina herself has had record-breaking year. Her business crossed a million in 10 months, so congratulations. That's huge. She's also recipient of the 2021 Two Comma Club Award for earning over $1 million with ClickFunnels. Shamina is the host of the Quantum Woman podcast and has recently extended her movement into the Quantum Woman shop, where women can now purchase items to emphasize the journey that they are on. She is a sought-after speaker who has spoken at events like Unfair Advantage Life, The Intuitive Entrepreneur, and The Smarter Income Stream. She's also the creator of numerous online programs, including Infinite Wealth, Accessing the Quantum, Magnetic Power, and a high-caliber mastermind designed to move women to their next level fast. With a combined social media following of over 50,000, Shamina has been featured in Fortune, Yahoo Finance, and Medium, and on PIX 11's New York Living, Washington, D.C.'s ABC 7, Fox, Goodnight Seattle, all this is in one breath, and CBS is Virginia this morning. So I hope I still have all you guys because that was long. It was super impressive. And we are going to spend some time today talking about money. We're going to be talking about energy. We're just going to be having fun because we've already had fun. I'm sweating from the last interview we just had. So I would love to turn this over to you, Shamina, and just share. Our listeners are listening to this podcast. They know the way I roll. They know the energy. I'm a straight shooter. Sometimes they love me. Sometimes they don't. But I'm always speaking into their potential, not their comfort. So I would love for you to share just a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you're excited to bring to the table. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Debbie. I mean, we just had the best hour. So this is just like the part, it's like the, the party's continuing going on. Um, who am I? I? I used to be a practicing attorney. I am a mummy of two. And I had like a moment on a yoga mat 10 years ago where it was like my my come to Jesus moment. Like I had a breakdown. I, I'd have done yoga maybe three times because I was a bodybuilder for a long time. And it was in that moment that I realized that my life really had to change. I had, I, uh, I'm not going to tell the long, long story. If you go to my pod- podcast, you can hear the long story. But what it was, it was a defining moment in my life where I realized that um, I wasn't really as happy as I thought I was. I had like all the successes you could have in life. You know, we had the the house, the cars, the kids, the, the luxury, the travel, and yet I found I was missing some part of me. Like I didn't know what was missing, but I knew something was missing because all that success had not brought me to a sense of peace. And I remember finding pennies on the ground going, oh, I wish, I'd wish for happiness or like an eyelash would drop on my cheek. And I'm like, and I'd be blowing it off, wishing for happiness or wishing for peace. And I'm like, how do you have all the success and you don't have those things in your life? And so it began a journey of mine of really discovering who I was and um, leaving that life behind and going on to pursue uh, a deeper spiritual awakening and journey in myself. And I've been on it for the past 10 years and it's been an extreme road of light enlightenment for myself. And I feel we all get that, you know, at some point in our lives, when you do reach a level of success, it's like, what's next? What's more? You know, what else is there? And how do I feel fulfilled? And for me, this is where I help a lot of women go through this process because while financial success and, and having 
you know, achievements. I have three degrees. Most of the women I mentor are double degreed or they're in corporate or they have highly successful. And it's like, okay, well, what else? You know, we start running marathons. We start doing triathlons. I mean, I've done that. And it's like, okay, what else? You know, we, we have, we, we're just searching. But when you find that peace inside of you, that inner knowing, and you connect to like the higher source that's within, well, okay, that's what's next. You know, that feminine energy that, that, you know, taking yourself to like, okay, this is what I came here for. This is what my impact is supposed to be about. This is what my purpose is. Okay. Now I know. And this is what I help, you know, other women do because I had to walk the talk myself, you know? So that's me. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm really excited that you're here. And a lot of the things that we spoke about, on your podcast was a lot about energy. It was a lot about money. It was just a lot about the belief system around money. And I would I would love to just expand on those things. We'll probably cover some of the same things, but I was doing most of the talking on yours. And I'm excited for you to do most of the talking on mine because I love talking about money mindset and being wealth conscious. And I believe we have a power over money. I believe we have the ability to create money. Like I believe we are master manifestors in this world. So I would love, let's just start with like, what are your feelings on that? Sure. Sure. So I, I believe that there's a consciousness to everything. We all are living in a consciousness. And however we expand, like, so when we have awareness on something, like, for example, you know, you, you, you've gone through life doing something and all of a sudden you'll hear, I was today years old when this happened, right? Because something will happen to shift your awareness so that new consciousness can come in. Like it's always, the consciousness is always there, but now you're aware of it. You're aware, okay, this is possible for me now. It's, oh, I didn't even know. I was doing that. I didn't even know this was there. And then, so when we start going down the road of self-development, because I assume many of you are on that road because you're listening to to Deb's podcast, is that you're looking to expand where you are. And the more that we grow, the we read, we evolve. And so I started on this journey where I was like seeing that, wow, when I healed this, this, this emotion or I rewired this belief system, new levels of consciousness was open to me. So I started going up the scale of, you know, seeing things in scarcity, moving them into abundance. And like, I started seeing myself rise in what was possible. And I started expanding and believing there was an overflow and infinite wealth out there for me. I started seeing that my beliefs around money, the more that I can shift them, the more wealth that came in, the more that I could believe that money was all around me, circling all around me, the more they can come in. This was not an overnight thing though. Okay. This was like, I had to do a lot of deep work on myself in the, in, in, in this process. I had, I mean, I was an attorney. I was a very much in my masculine energy. I was, you know, I was a hustler. I, I, you know, I would, put my body through the brink of exhaustion. I believe you had to work super hard to get everything done. Now I believe completely the opposite. You know, the less I work, the more money I make actually, because I believe right now that I believe money's money's masculine and the way that we receive it's feminine. And I started understanding this very clearly. The feminine to me is a quantum field. It's like, where we go to create. It's where, you know, people will equate it with God source, whatever it is. That's where your truest beliefs are, your intuition, your knowingness, trusting, believing that's that feminine energy, right? The masculine is the human, the doing like get it done, protection, providing. But the more that I saw myself tapping into that feminine, which is my spiritual growth, my spiritual self, the more that I saw that wow, I was just using one part of the equation to get stuff done. Now, if I actually started, you know, 
uh, activating and bringing that into myself, well, I could create anything. And if I believe the quantum field is limitless, it like it's there's anything in there because there's no lack in the quantum field. There's absolutely no lack. It's all abundance. And if I could see that happening, well, then how do I just tap into more of that? And how do I access more of that? And so this is where I started seeing myself. And I, I, and that might be a, a big topic, what I just discussed there. I, and I understand some, some people are like, what did she just say? Money's asking, what's she talking about? Well, just break it down like this. Everybody needs money to live. I mean, if we were living somewhere on an island and they had coconuts and we had something running water, we probably could get by. But in this life that we live in now, we use it as a bartering tool, right? To to, to exchange for things. And what I found is, is that women who are very high achievers, they look for protection. They look to they look for things to protect themselves. And if they haven't had a safe masculine growing up, sometimes they look at money as being a safe place. They look at to provide, to provide security. Because if you don't have money, you feel scared. You feel like you're good, you know, that you're going to die, that you can't have, you, you can't pay for your, your, your mortgage or your rent. What's going to happen? So that scarcity starts driving. So the moment that you start feeling safe with the masculine energy, you actually start feeling safe with money because it's kind of an as a masculine energy. And then when you start realizing that if you just trust, like you said, one thing Deb said in her podcast, I would spend and the money would come back in my account. That's her feminine knowing that, you know what? I just trusted that when I let that money go, that money was going to support me. It was going to come right back and she was going to receive it back in her feminine. What a lot of people do is they push and they chase and they, they run down money and they treat money like shit basically. And they're not allowing themselves to like appreciate it. Right? So when I figured that out, that was one step. The other step was finding out where my blocks were. Like what was my belief systems really around money? You know, my mom told me I could waste money growing up. She's like, she's like, don't waste your money. Don't, don't buy stupid things. And I had that belief. And I remember when I, I, I started making a lot of money. My mom said that to me. I was like, Arr! mom, don't say that to me. I'm like, I can't waste money. Money is infinite. It's always going to be flowing. She's like, oh, I didn't know. I would, but she was raised that way. We take all that generational crap with us because she learned it from somebody because there's scarcity. Things weren't in abundance before. We live in the most abundant time right now, right? You can get anything. You can get, you can DoorDash. You can get food like that. You know, there's things all around you. So I started switching that around. And what I realized was I had some beliefs that I had to move through. And one of the biggest beliefs I had was in scarcity. And I'm going to tell you a story because I think it's really cool because it's going to be something practical that your listeners can do. I always say, look for where your limitation is with the money, because when you can find that, then you can expand into a higher level of awareness that we talked about earlier and consciousness, consciousness around money. And when your consciousness ex expands, guess what? It's like a magnet. It brings more into you. So years ago, um, I gave up coffee because I thought that coffee, um, I had, I had an addiction to coffee and I felt like coffee controlled me. I, I'm the type of woman where I don't like anything to control me because I like to be in control of everything. I mean, every high achiever woman says, you know, they like to be control, or control freaks. And I gave it up. And this is one of the things when your body ability to drink it. So I started drinking matcha. I was in California and they're green over there. They're like, hey, that Starbucks, why don't you try matcha? I'm like, sure. They, they, they steamed four scoops of matcha and a grande for me, 80 cents. I was like... I was turning around trying to tell everybody, do you understand? I just won the lottery at Starbucks, 80 cents. And I'm walking out with a drink and I did put one Stevie in it. I got away with that for years. That was my drink, 80 cents. Then all of a sudden Starbucks cut on and Starbucks wanted to start charging because they're a company. And they, so the drink that was 80 cents now became 275. 
And I was so upset because I was like, how dare you charge me more? How dare you charge me something that nothing's changed, but you now want to call it to 75 because you don't have it on the menu. My, my money stuff came up, but was my, 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 my feeling of being betrayed came up, feeling of, um, not being protected came up, feeling of taking advantage. It was the victimness that came out and I could see my victimness come out and I would yell and I would scream and I would act crazy. And I had 275 in my pocket. Well, I went up to 475. Same thing again. Every time the victimness would come in and victimness is totally associated with scarcity. You see anybody in scarcity about money, they're blaming, they're not taking responsibility, someone else's fault. Um, poor me. Why do you have that? You know, money is only for rich people. A lot, you'll hear like all this talk. And maybe sometimes you guys have had that talk, but it came up, came up again. Then there was a time during COVID where I went to the, the, the uh, I was making some money then. And I went to, to buy the tea and it was now 538, same 80 cent coffee. I was like, how dare they? How dare they do this to me? Because I felt like they were doing something to me. All of a sudden the victim, and I stopped myself and I was like, I was doing what I teach. Shamina, do you want this coffee? I mean, this, this, this matcha. Yes. Do you believe this is the, 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 you know, the thing that makes you happy every day? Absolutely. And, and do you desire it? Yes. So why are you going to sit here and really argue about paying 538? You have the money. This thing brings you so much joy. Just get it and drink it. And I literally sat there and rewired that belief in that moment that I got out of my scarcity, that my victimness, nobody was taking advantage of me. Nobody was trying to, to, to pull the wool over my eyes. Every corporation, every business has the right to charge whatever they want for whatever it is. That's their belief, right? It's whether or not I want to purchase it or not is up to me, like as a consumer. So I sat there and I was like, you know what? I love this. I want to pay $5.38 for it. I bought my tea. Then I bought the people's tea behind the drinks behind me. Then I, my kids are like, wow, I did the one for the next one. And then the third one, I, before, you know, I think I spent like a hundred dollars, you know, before I was leaving that drive through my kids are like, wow, this is like Oprah. And I'm like, yes, I drove out of that parking lot before I hit the light. $10,000 hit my Stripe account. And that client it came out of nowhere and paid for me. And I saw in real time how I shift something that could have been blocking me from abundance. And I immediately saw the result of it. And from there on, I decided, okay, whatever belief I have, it's time to go because I know that it's holding me back from the wealth that I possibly could have. And the thing is, we don't really know where our beliefs are sitting until we're butted up against them, till we're going to buy the tea, till we're going to, for me, it was Costco and buying food because I would buy, I'd go into Costco and buy food and then $300 later. And then I'd come home and have to throw some of it out. I felt so horrible about it. Now I do Instacart and guess what? Everything gets used. And you know, I'm not buying things. I'm going there hungry. I'm, I might, I've got time now because I'm, I'm sending someone to go do my grocery shopping. Completely different story. Find out where those beliefs come up. Like, are you jealous when you see somebody winning or, you know, do you say, well, I wouldn't buy that, but she can do that. You know, you'll see where those limitations come up or, you know, it's not fair. And when you can start working through those and get yourself to get to the flip side of abundance, man, you are going to go and expand into higher levels of consciousness around wealth. 
I love that story. And I've never had matcha. So I feel like oh. now I need to have one. You, I feel like it's a wealthy woman drink. That's what I call it. <laughs> I just, now I feel like I've got to go get a G wagon and I got, and I got, I, and I have to go and get a matcha. So you're Definitely. really influencing me in a very, in a very, very positive way. And it, one of the things that you just touched on, I was going to say something before I got into the matcha. My God, it's escaped me. Anyway, let me ask you another question and I'll think of it. Because the power of beliefs is is a, a powerful, and we talked about beliefs just a few minutes ago on your podcast, the power of beliefs about money that we have in our life dictates our life. So one of the things I want to talk about is talk about becoming, becoming, the power of becoming who you want and how that does attract the success. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So I believe when when you just talked about, are you jealous of people? Are you, you know, that's for her and not for me. This is my belief. Every single thing you see around you is a catalog that's available to you. So I was just on Shamina's podcast and she was sharing with me how she just bought a brand new G-Wagon, paid cash for it. It was basically $300,000. It's been something that I've actually been thinking about for the last decade and looking for signs, just thinking about a white G-Wagon in my life. But every time a white G-Wagon passes me, never do I think they have it and I don't. It's always, I believe it passes me to say, Deb, I'm here when you're ready. I'm here. So when you see a person, you know, excelling, when you see a person with things that you want, it's that constant reminder saying you have everything around you as a catalog. You get to choose. You see bad, you want it, focus on it. You see abundance, you want it, focus on it. You get to choose any single thing you want in that great catalog. So that was to touch on what you were saying. But the question is, is becoming who you want and how you feel that does play a role in your success your money, your energy, your relationships, because our beliefs, to me, set the tone for our life. Absolutely. So just to, to touch on the G-Wagon, you know, when I, when I started this, I, um, I, I saw women with wealth and I, I have a, I have a saying in a mantra in my business that if she can, I can. And I just, it's one of those things that it just expands me. Cause I'm just like, well, if I see another woman doing it, especially, you know, she's doing it and the way that I, I love, I'm like, well, I'm, I want that too. And I remember seeing a woman with Cartier bracelets. I have them. I saw a woman with the G-Wagon. I, I have it. I saw her flying first class. I do that. You know, it's like when women go before me and show me what's possible, I'm like, okay, game on. So what I did was I got my phone and I always like to create on my phone um, an image so my subconscious could get programmed. And I remember putting on there, I'm a millionaire and I had a Mercedes, uh, another Mercedes car and a G-Wagon on there black. And it was on there. So every time I opened my phone, I would see it on. It was almost like, you know, instead of, you know, people have their dogs and their, their kids on there. I had the things that I wanted to manifest. And I saw them right on my phone every day. Like they were mine. So we'd be driving out and I would see the black G-Wagon. I would take a picture of it or a white one. I got to the point that everybody kept talking about my car and I didn't even have it yet. I remember one of my son's friends was like, I thought your mom's getting a G-Wagon. She doesn't have one yet. I was like, oh, just you wait. But my team and my, um, my, my clients, they would take, they would walk beside pictures and go, we saw your car today. It was like, it was already done. It was already done. I didn't know, you know, how or when, but the fact is, I believe that when we have a really big desire out there, for me, that was one of them, the money came. Like, I feel if we just sit there and try to manifest money, it doesn't work. But if you give the universe a place for the money to go, it comes in like, like, 
like a slide to you because it's like, oh, I desire to be in this vehicle and I desire to have this. And every time I drive it, I feel wealthy. So for me, that was one of the things that were really powerful. I actually have a real, or sorry, a, 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 I have a video on that you can go look at on, on how I talked about how I manifested the G-Wagon. But back to the B, listen, after my divorce, because I did get divorced after that yoga mat incident, I got divorced and I realized that, because um, I was, my life was changing. And when you go through a divorce, you don't have the same lifestyle that you had before. A lot of things go to the wayside. You have to start from scratch. And I went down to a very limited life on, you know, I, we weren't living, I wasn't living this, the lifestyle. Like I had more month left than money many times. There was so many times that my bank account was on life support. It was red and I would sit there and I would screenshot it. And I'd like one day, I get emotional still thinking about it. I'm like, one day, this is totally going to look different. You're not going to see all the, like, you know, the, uh, the charges that are on there for overdraft. And, you know, like it was red, it was red. And I would take screenshots of it. And I just kept telling myself, it's okay. So what I did was I went and took the screenshot and I, I went and Photoshopped in 40,000 or 30,000 on top of it. And I was like, you know what? That's actually what I want. That's what I want to see instead. I'm like, I could look at my current reality right now and keep crying over it, or I can start believing that something new is coming. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to start feeling like the millionaire now. I'm going to start feeling wealthy now. So I started doing things to make myself feel wealthy. You know, I busted out my China. You know, I started like using all the good things in my house. I went and I would go and have a drink at, you know, one of the fanciest restaurants around, maybe not eating there. I would start like wearing clothes that like I believed a millionaire was, would do. I started thinking like a millionaire. I had a Louis Vuitton from before when I was married and I made sure I wore them and I like, I, I was proud to have them. And then I would go and do energetic shopping online. I would go to all the different designer stores. And then my mind, I'd already purchased these things and I would just go to the checkout. I was like, I went into the, I went to Mercedes and I pimped out the G wagon. I was like, what would I want? I wanted, I wanted the AMG. I knew I wanted the 63. I wanted the best. I was, if I was going to have it, I wanted the best. So I would start looking and I was like, okay, well, I didn't physically have the money yet, but I was like, it was already done. And every choice that I would make, would a millionaire do this? Would she dress like this? Would she date this guy? Cause I'm single. Would she go out here? You know, I always started acting as if I was that woman. I woke up like her. I went to bed like her. I dreamt like her. And you know what? I became her before the, the money came in because I'll tell you one thing. And every wealthy person who's had success will tell you this, this thing right here. Very important. Money does not change you. Money does not change the state of who you are. You will see people out there that will make a lot of money that are still in scarcity that do not feel wealthy. They will have millions and they will, that money will come in and out just as fast as it came in. So you need to be the wealthy version, the wealthy energy before the money comes. And even after the money comes, because if you have the money thinking that money is going to make you feel safe, then you will always live in scarcity because if it should go out, you spend it, you'll feel afraid that it'll never come back. So you have to have, you have to have it all right. And I'm not telling you money doesn't make me feel safe. And I, I can go, go on a trip tomorrow and I having, you know, multiple six figures in my bank account at all times. I mean, it feels really good, but I didn't have that before. And every time I feel a little scarcity, I go back to the beginning. What did you feel when you had nothing? Because that's the energy that I have to be in right now. And I, um, I have a saying called more is coming, you know, there was a time when I was pivoting in my business and I knew that I was going to, you know, the money was going to change, but I needed to pivot my business. And I was scared. I felt all of those same things that came up again when I had no money. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to go away. And I'm like, Shamina, what do you remember to be true about money? 
It's infinite. I was riding the Peloton because the Peloton is like almost like church for me. Sometimes I was riding the Peloton. I was crying and I was like, I don't know where all this money is. Like, I was like, money's going away. I don't know. And I was sitting there just having this like moment. And I was like, what do you believe? Money's everywhere. Money's around us. And I just, and I kept thinking it's more is coming, more is coming. And I just started saying that to myself over and over again, crying, having this meltdown. And because I have, every time I move energy, like yoga or something, like, by the way, if you ever want to have some kind of spiritual waking, move some stuff and have some deep thoughts, it really does work because you're moving energy. You know, you're transmuting that energy inside of you that's stuck with the old belief. So I literally was moving that old belief out of me in that moment into like abundance. I'm like, no, no. We're not going back to the where we think things are limited. Uh-uh. We only have one one choice. It's going to work. So more is coming. And from that moment, every time I want to go into a lack state, I'm like, Mm-mm, more is coming. And by the way, I, if you if you want to borrow that, take it and run with it because it will change the way you see things. And so, to me, there's only one option. You have to be all in on this with with no with no belief that it's not going to work. I'll tell you one little thing. June of, um, on my birthday, I said I was in 2020, I said, and a year from now, I'm going to be a millionaire. I was scared. I, I knew I was in the state though, of what wealth felt like. I'd already been celebrating some success in my business, but I had never made that type of money in this business, but I believed that everybody did. I thought everybody came into this industry and made a million, million dollars. Well, sure enough, 12 months, this is the first time I made the million. I, made a million dollars. My Stripe account crossed the million dollar mark. And I'm like, oh, it's really that easy. All I have to do is believe. All I have to do is believe and have the faith and hold it and it will come. And and from that moment, I realized how strong my faith and my belief had to be in anything I did. Because if I believed it, then it would work. If I didn't believe it, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. And so for me, I have the video too of Instagram. I, I had lashes back then and none of us were getting our hair done, but, um, it was one of those moments that I'll never forget. And it made me believe like, okay, it's possible. You can do it. And that's not to say you're not going to have your ups and downs and ins and outs about it, but money will always be there. If you have that belief. I, I believe the same thing. And one of the things that just made me think of what you were saying is whether you think you can, or whether you think you can't, you're right. You're right. So if somebody would say to me, I can't do it, I can't do it. I can't, Okay, you're right. You can't do it. You have to believe. So everything you're saying is gold. So here's a question I have for you because I know it, let's say somebody wants to manifest more in their life. They're listening. They want what are the first steps? Get clear. I mean, I know it sounds really um you know, uh, simple. Uh, but you know, you have to have clear, I was in a room with women, a woman, with one woman, she just sold her business for 750 million. Another one makes 200 million. You know, there were, I was in a room with, I was doing a, 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 a private dinner party. I was giving a talk and these women around there and they have success, but the thing that they, they all have little things that they still want. And then when I asked them, I'm like, what do you want? They're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, you have to have clarity. And, and one woman was like, you're right. I, I don't have clarity on this. And I don't really want, I don't know what, I don't know if I truly want it or what's holding me back from believing I can have it. So people will say to me, I want something, but then I'll go deeper. Do you really want it? If I gave it to you right now in your life, what would be your emotional response to it? Would you be excited? Would you be ready to receive it? Would you, would you push it away? Would you, would you be proud to have it? Like what, why do you want this thing in your life? Because it's the wanting of it is going to give us an emotional response. That's what. So if your emotional response is, I'm worried about people going to think, 
Um, I don't know if that's a really good idea. I actually don't know if it's going to happen. Then you really don't want it, right? You have to want it like a two-year-old wants something where they don't even know any other way. They're just like, I want it. I want it. I want it now. And then you expect it. So get clear, get very clear. Do you really want it? Do you really, really, really want it? Because I believe we get to have everything we want, everything. I tell my clients that I say, don't you always get what you want? And they all will look, you know what? You're right. I do always get what I want. So what do you want? Number one. Number two, I, I do say that, and this is not being like where the state is of, you know, visualization is, but you have to, you have to have an emotional connection to the thing that you're, you're, you're trying to come in. Like, you know, people say, I want a million dollars. Why? Why? I want to, I want to feed the needy. No, you don't. You want it because you want it, right? Why? Why do you want this? Because when you have this emotional connection to it, guess what? It shows up. So the desire and the want is first. And then basically the emotional connection second. Now, third, can you see it in your life? Like, can you, do you wake up every day? Can you see it? Do you, do you see this, this, this object? Do you have space for it in your life? I was just telling Deb on my podcast, before I got the G-Wagon, I went into my garage and I made space for it because I was imagining it was coming in. People want to receive things in their life, but then they're holding on to the thing that they don't want. You know, they're, they're holding on to a relationship. They're holding on to a belief. They're, they're keeping that cluttered energy there. So there's no room for something to come in. Everything's energy, everything. So you move one energy out to bring another energy in. You know, Deb, I don't know if you've told the story on your podcast before, but she said she had a minivan that she just wanted to get rid of right away. And it's like, she just dropped it off running and left because she knew having that in her space was going to, it was going to muddle what she wanted to create. She's like, get it out of my energy. So, you know, you got to have the, can you visualize it? Can you see it? Can you bring it into your space? And, you know, there's, there, it's such a deeper thing. Cause I'm not the type of person says you write it down every day, but I do think that you have to declare it. You don't have to publicly do it, but you have to declare it every day. It has to be almost like it's already done. Like it's an expected state. You know, everybody in my world knew I was having a G wagon down to my son's friends, everybody, because I was talking about it. Like it was already there. I'm already a millionaire. I'm a multimillionaire. I'm flying first class. I just decided that was what I wanted the life I wanted to, to live. You know, I, I say vision is important, but people take a vision, but they don't do anything with it. You know, I, I love vision boards and it's great, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do to, 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 to get that vision into your life? You know, you have to take inspired action. There has to be like, for me, for example, I want my own TV show. So I'm on TV every week, different segments. I'm on there. I am taking action, showing the universe. I'm in the energetic frequency of being on TV. You know, like I am already like, that's already a done deal. My subconscious and everyone around me already associates me with me with being on TV. So naturally me having a TV show, bam, of course it's there. Right. So if you're just thinking about it, you're trying to visualize it, but you're not taking inspired action towards it, then you're really not telling the universe, yeah, I'm serious about this. You know, this is like going dating when women are like, I'm, I'm looking for a guy. I can't find him. Do you go out? Do you put yourself out there or are you just at home expecting the term next guy to be the day you're going to date? You know, I mean, yes, there's things that come out of the blue. I do believe in opportunities like that, but if you want things to work faster and have quantum leaps and be able to have things come into your life, more opportunities opening up, you have to also be in, in that energy, putting yourself out there. This is the last thing is be in the state. Every day you have to wake up in the state. 
every day you have to put yourself into that state. You know, what, what does it feel like to be in this state? What does it, what, what do I think like? That's what we talked about earlier to be, you know, be, do have is something everybody talks about, but I don't think people understand what the state is. Before I had the G wagon, I had a hybrid car because my other car was broken down and we we're waiting for an engine for it. And as I was driving this vehicle, I was visualizing this hybrid, taking turns like a G-Wagon. I'd never been in a G-Wagon before, by the way, <clears throat> but I still wanted one. And I was in it, imagining myself driving the G-Wagon. I remember the turn that I took going around. I'm like, oh, when I get my car, this is how it's going to feel. I was energetic, connected to the emotions of it. I was seeing myself in it. I was waving to people like I was in this car. And now I have one. It's funny you say that because I've never driven one. Yeah. I don't think you need to drive it to have it. <laughs> yeah, you don't. But it, it has been, I've been driving a Mercedes for 17 years, different ones. I've had the E, I've had the S, I've had the, the sports car of the S. I'm now driving the GLE. Oh, you need to go drive one. You need to go drive one. Yeah. If we, if you lived closer right now, I'd be showing up in uh, where you are right now and I'd be test driving. Honestly, you know what? Going for a drive also puts you into the state of, oh, this is already mine. Like, I'm here. The thing with you though, Deb, is what's going to happen is when you go into that dealership and you see it, you're going to buy it. So that's probably why you haven't driven it yet. Cause I was the same way. So I wasn't going to go like at this state of my, of my life. I'm not just going to go window shop. Like I know I can buy something. So it's whether or not I was going to say that yes to get it. That's, that's probably that's what, exactly you know, going why. And I'll, t I'll tell you a story about a car. And so in my business, when you, when you reach a certain level, you know, you earn a bonus to, to, to get a car or lease or purchase or whatever of a car. I had started my business. I was one week in. One week in, I went to the car dealership. I said to the salesman, I want this car, this make, this interior, this everything. Do you have it on the lot? And he said, I do. He said, you know, what company are you with? And I, I told him, he goes, oh, you know, I've heard that they can, but we've never actually had anybody come in and get one. I go, well, I am absolutely going to. He's like, amazing. How long have you been doing this? I'm like, a week, but I'm coming back next month. I said, but can I see the car? He's like, sure. I go, can I, now I knew him. His name is Lou. And my dad is always you know, been into foreign cars. So I had a relationship with him. I said, can I sit in this car for an hour? He's like, okay. I sat in the car. I wanted to know what it smelled like. I wanted to know what it felt like. I ingrained the vision of the steering wheel in my head. I had like, it was, and I was like, I'll see you next month. And I'm sure the party's like, oh, sweetie. Okay. Good luck to you. And I came back in next month and sure enough, picked it up. But one of the things that you just talked about, you talked about feeling and emotion. And so, you know, we can make a dream board and we can declare things and we can use words, but words is not what the universe responds to. Words is not energy. It's the feeling behind the words. So if you're saying, you know, I want to have this, but then inside you're like, mm, and you, it's, it's not going to attract that thing. So it's actually the feeling that that moves people and circumstances and abundance into your life. And so we say words, but what are we limited by? We've tried to at least, but we're limited by limiting beliefs, limiting beliefs. So one of the things that I want, I don't even know how long we've been talking, but I'll just ask you a couple of more questions. Um, let's talk just for a moment about limiting beliefs around money because until those are addressed, money is going to, in my opinion, it's going to, it's there, it's in abundance, but you are actually the one blocking the money. 
Absolutely. Uh, just to touch on the feeling part first, um, which is this, I think this is what's missing in all the manifesting and all of the stuff that's out there is the emotional stuff because it, it requires a lot of work. I created this program called um, Access Then Quantum Through Emotional Self-Mastery. And I'll tell you why. This program, I realized I've done a lot of healing work. I've done all the things because I realized when I was on my journey in those 10 years, I was so closed off from my emotions that I had stuffed every emotion down. I had some trauma growing up, you know, and I, I went into a very protective, built the shield. Like, I mean, I know an attorney, I was like that boss bitch, you know, like, and I, I would, you know, I didn't have those emotions. I was a loving person, but I, I didn't know how to process my emotions because growing up, no one ever tells you how, how do you feel? How are you feeling? Like I ask anybody, did your parents ever talk to you about emotions? Nobody did. It was like, how can you achieve, be better? Don't cry. You know? So for me, I was, emotions were so foreign to me. And so when I started doing this work, I started noticing when I was healing something like an emotion or that was tied to some past, you know, experience in my life. This comes, this is going to tie into the beliefs, some past experience in my life. All of a sudden it showed up in my life. I manifested. I was like, what? I was like, oh, as soon as I healed something else, I would, something else would come into my life. That's when I started really, and I, I thought I'd created manifesting by the way. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm onto something here. Like, this is crazy. And so I started doing deeper, deeper emotional work. If you, whatever's out there, I've tried it and I've done it. And what I understand is that at the end of the day, they're all just vehicles to help us bring us to that next level. But we have to be the masters of our own emotions. And we, when we are able to master ourselves and be the observer and be accountable to our own selves about what we're feeling, how we're, how, how we're creating emotions and processing and being okay with them, then we can create whatever we want. You know, for me, I used to get triggered. Like I call myself Subway Shamina because sometimes people would just tick me off and I would just like on the L here in Chicago and I'll be like, you know, I had like a temper. I was, you know, kind of crazy and my emotions were under control. And when I would be triggered really quickly, when I learned what triggers were, like they were a place where you can go heal. I'm like, wow. So when you can start digging in and doing that work, then what happens is your belief systems change. I'm not saying you always have to go looking for something in the past, because if you forget something, it's not there, no problem. But if you're trying to create something in your life and you don't know why it's showing up, then you need to be an investigator. Then you need to figure out, what do I believe? What what experience or past emotional, because our emotions are tied to the past, right? We, 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 we are, we, us humans, we like to remember the worst of the worst all the time. It's like, it's just one of those things that the way we're programmed, we remember some celebrations and then we remember the bad things, but we don't remember everything in between. Right. So what, what I, what I, what I always say is like, well, what's tied into this past experience? Money for many people is so emotional because it's not necessarily money that's bad. People have just decided money is bad because something bad happened to their life with money, right? If you think about it, eight generations of things of what you're holding on to is people's money beliefs that aren't even yours. The things that you have right now that you might be believing about wealth and money came from probably somebody else in the past, but your mama told you this is the way it was. Your daddy told you because their daddy and their mama and everybody blah, 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 after that. Then they lived in a town and everybody talked about way. Then they watched a TV show and you know what I mean? So I knew what I was up against. I knew what I was up against. My mom, thankfully she's worked through a lot of her. She became a millionaire. She self-made, had no education. I saw a woman doing it. So I'm like, okay, very close to me. It's possible for me too. Right. But I still had my own cuckoo thoughts about it, you know, like when it came to it, like it was limited. So I realized that if I could go back and take 
and see where, and this is what I would love you guys to do. Go back and look and say, where, where do, where are my money thoughts really coming from? Like who told me those things or where did I start believing them? And then what emotional response do I have from it? Like, where am I? Am I feeling scared? Am I feeling anxious? Is my nervous system, because the nervous system will always tell you like, this is where I think people get the biggest responses when they're like, <gasps> like, oh, this is like, this is so much, you know, like they don't feel the safety around the money. We'll go find it. And then when you can find that, then you can see what the belief is. Because many times the, the belief is not even true. It's just supporting a past emotional experience that you don't even want to feel anymore, but you're just feeling it because it's there and you haven't like allowed yourself to release it. You know, people have so much shame around money. You know, this is one of the things that I, if I could help you move through, it would be great. But like, if you spent money or if you invested money or something didn't work out, let it go. Give yourself a break. You know what? It's, it's money. It'll come back. Allow yourself to just, it happened. I, maybe you, you can say you messed up. Okay. But what did you learn from it? You know, people hold so much shame around money. They don't have enough. They're, they're worried it's going to go away. They're, they feel guilty about buying things. They feel guilty about, you know, I want to go buy a purse, but I feel guilty. I don't have a, I don't have a reason to buy it. I just want it. I'm like, that's enough reason. No, I, I, I need, I have to buy things that I need. Who said, well, if I don't need it, I'm not going to buy it. Why? because that's always how it's done. Oh, but don't you want to change that belief? Yes. But how do I do it? Well, do you want it? I really do. Will it make you feel happy? Yes. So go get it. I don't need it. No, I don't need a G wagon, but the emotions that it brings to my life to allow me to feel wealthy, successful, single mom, I did that. No amount of money in the bank can make me feel that way. So go out there, start finding where your limiting beliefs are, right? Find out where, you know, your matcha drink is, where, 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 where there's things that are showing up. I would sit down and write out every money belief you have right now, like literally journal until your hand cramps. And it could be like, you saw Susie's mom buy the best easy bake oven for her and you didn't have it, you know, go out there and like really sit down and go deep. And then go through each one of them and be like, is that a really true belief that I want to have? You're going to weed it down to like maybe your top 10 or 20 hardcore ones. And then you're going to look through them and say, well, is it true? Do I want to believe it? Then you're going to weed it down, weed it down, weed it down anymore. Then you're going to come to your, probably your top three to five beliefs that are really running the ship and controlling your wealth. And when you can work on those, everything in your life will change. Now I'm telling you right now, if you were living in a, in a trauma scarcity, victimness, money will always be an issue for you. It will always be an issue for you because you will never feel like there's enough to go around. You will feel like someone else's success is taking away from you. You will always feel the lack. So number one thing, if that's you, and let me tell you, I was there at one point, you have to go work on going from scarcity to abundance. I did this for a year to believe prosperity was everywhere. I would put the abundance oils on me. I would like chant. I was like, literally I had mala beads. I was like, everybody said to over tip. I was over tipping. I was like, I'm wealthy, but you've got to find where, where your scarcity is. And if that means doing a little inner work and some healing work around it, because somebody left you, like, I believe our three core wounds, abandonment, betrayal, and, um, 
and unworthiness come up with money and people tie their worth to their business. They tie their worth to their wealth. They tie their worth to their money. If a parent abandoned them, they like feel money's going to leave them. If they've been betrayed by a partner, oh my God, money's going to betray me. It'll never always be there for me. Go find out what your story is. It's so emotional. And when you can neutralize it, you'll neutralize how you see money. And then you get to put your power over money. Then you get to decide what money is in your life, how you want it to be, how you want it to show up. You get to be the creator of that reality. Your wealth consciousness will go beyond. And then you'll have to be like, well, this is how it is. I get to have it all. I'm, I'm limitless in what was happening. It's definitely possible because I'm living proof of it. And I know that if you can do this work, you'll have it too. I have loved every minute with you today. I feel very grateful that your team showed up in my inbox and we talked about having a podcast swap. I've, I have, it's been an absolute joy, the privilege that I've had the time on your show and, and my show. And I, I could, I, I really could talk to you for hours and I, I believe this is going to be the beginning of something great because, you know, when you meet people that you just want to be around, it's like, this was maybe our first encounter, but it's going to be the first of, of many encounters. So thank you for serving today. Before we, we close out, do you have any last minute advice? Yes. Tip? Yes. I you are who you surround with. Your bank account is also who you surround with. Okay. Like I, unfortunately, I had to release some friends in my life that they had a scarcity mindset. They were always talking about being broke. Um, their money wasn't expanded. And I honestly believe that when people sit and complain about money or they're in the scarcity, it's not the energy I want to be in. So find, find your tribe of people that want to also be in the expansion, talk about wealth, not feel shame around it. Like get into a group. This is why, you know, Deb's groups, amazing masterminds are grazing, amazing. Like be around people who are talking about that elevated next level, not people who are going to always kind of sneak their scarcity into you. Because if you let someone's scarcity get into you, you've just met them down there instead of going into a group where uh, elevating and up-leveling, as you would say, up into that next level of what's possible. I surround myself with women who are making 750 million, who are billionaires, who are like literally doing the thing because I always say, if she can, I can. And I say, you know, it, more is coming. So put yourself in a place, if that's what you want, right? If you don't want that, no problem. But if you want that, be curious of your surroundings and literally put people's at arm's length. And sometimes they're your family. Sometimes you're your family and, and you got to put them there because they're not going to support you. They're going to be like, well, who does she think she is? She's rich and all that stuff now. Yes, I am rich, but it's okay. You get to be rich. You get to be wealthy. You get to be successful. You get to be all the things that you want to be just because of who you are. Not because you have to work hard for it. Not because you have to, you have to, you know, undo things. You just get to have it right now. So just go be that. You know, I love that so much. And one of the things I, I, say to myself all the time. And I say, if you're the largest fish in the room, you're in the wrong room. You become a, and sometimes we do that. Like if I'm in a room and I make the most in that room, we don't do it out of ego, but we, we think we're better than we really are, right? All of a sudden we seem better. It's like having that, I had this thin mirror in college. I went to college and it looks like I ate my roommate. I'm not even, it, it actually looked like if she was missing, it's because I ate her. And so I was wearing elastic pants. 
all the time. And I had this mirror. They have a look in a mirror. I knew it made me look 15 pounds less. I knew it. It was a fact. People would say, is this a thin mirror? I'd be like, oh, it is. I knew it was. I didn't want to see my current reality. So I only looked in that mirror because I liked what I saw. When I looked in a realistic mirror, I didn't like what I saw. So I continued to look in that mirror till I was ready to take accountability for my life and do something about it. And it's the same thing with our finances. It's the same thing with our friendships, the same thing with our energy. You can continue to stay where you are. But if you really want to change, it's surrounding yourself with five people that say, you know, like after my time with Shamina today, I'm like, I need to level up. It's time to level up. Like you, you want to be around people. I'm going to go get in my $80,000 car. She's going to get in her $300,000 car. I got to take my, my golden doodle, who is like my life right now to the vet because he has an ear infection. And I'm like, your mom could be doing better. It's time for me to dream bigger. <laughs> We're going to put this in. So it's you, you want, and it's not because she made me feel less than that my car is $80,000. No, it's how we perceive it. It's how we receive it. I feel empowered because I know that I can, and I'm open to every single thing. So I, I, I feel so grateful for this connection because I want to be connected to people that help me inspire, be inspired to be more in this world. So Shamina, where can people find you? Because you are an incredibly positive, um, inspirational person. And I love for people to be finding and following and learning from the best. Oh my gosh. I just have to tell you, my heart just like expanded again. Like I love, like that's the love that you feel that love that's abundance. And like, you have it woman. I just love that about you. So just, I'm so grateful for this connection. I just wanted to make sure you knew that. Um, okay. To find me. All right. So a couple of things I, I look for me on IG, Shamina Taylor. I, there's two accounts, but just look for the one that's uh, verified and the quantum woman group. I have a free Facebook group online. You can come check it out. Oh, you can go to shaminataylor.com. That's my website. We've got programs there. We've got places like free stuff. Go download my wealth meditation, get started right away. I mean, I'll tell you a real quick story. A woman who started doing that for 30 days, she literally started making money. She joined my mastermind and she literally crossed a million dollars in her business. So anything's possible. Just go download the free thing and start doing something thinking differently. So thank you for having me. And then my book, Unlocking the Quantum Woman's coming out. So um, stay tuned for that too. Congratulations on all your success. And thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. <laughs> 